Hello, and welcome back to the show. We are kicking off season two of Owning Your Legacy, and I'm very excited to share my inspiring conversations with an all-star roster of guests this season. If you're new to the show, I am your host, Lorette Rondonet, president and CEO of Edlong, a food flavorings company based in greater Chicago with a global footprint. I am thrilled to introduce you to today's guest. Lena Lewis has over 20 years of experience in CPG marketing, working with companies like Wrigley, Mars, and Ferrara. Lena is truly a role model when it comes to leadership and advocating for yourself and your health on all fronts, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Also joining us is Wanda Sheehan, the Director of Customer Experience at Edlong. Wanda is passionate about customer service and leaving things better than she found them, and I've loved learning from her and her story. I hope you enjoy this incredibly important and timely episode about creating a culture of belonging. Thanks for listening. Hi, you guys. Hello. Welcome to this episode of Owning Your Legacy, where we're going to talk about the culture of belonging, which is one of my favorite topics. But before we dig into that, I'd really like to hear both your stories a little bit. So why don't we start with you, Lena? Sure. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being here. My name is Lena Lewis. I um, have three children. I have a 27-year-old, 21-year-old. No, you do not, I lady. sure do. <gasps> Wow, that's and impressive. And a nine-year-old. So um, 27, 21, and nine? And nine. Yeah. Yeah. So my story, my journey started with having my daughter actually when I was in high school. Wow. And that led to a lot of things, but it did make me who I am. Yes. Um, and it put me on a trajectory um, of my career, which is uh, 20 years in marketing. And somewhere and some in there. food brands, too, which I yes. love. Candy. They called me the candy lady. The candy lady. The candy fun. lady. So Wrigley, Mars, um, Ferrara. Um, so I, I did all the candy. All the, all so the candy. Those are some of our Edlong favorite people in that list. So yeah. We, we yeah. Like that. So, um, so I did that. I grew up there and through CPG. Um, I also went to Northwestern to get an MBA somewhere in this trajectory. Wow. I also, I need to go back a little bit, met my husband when my daughter was about uh, 13. So I'm also a stepmom. So my bonus son is the 21-year-old. And um, so we're a blended family. Uh-huh. And I got that too. Yeah. So he's a photographer. He's doing his thing, moving around the world. And obviously we were all impacted by uh, COVID. And um, he was traveling, making movies. And I was at home working full time and homeschooling, what thing, a third grader. And I wasn't well mentally. I was burned out. I mean, it wasn't just COVID. I think there were signs before that that I just ignored. Because, right. you know, you try to be strong. You try to keep pushing through it. And I just hit a wall. Like, I just couldn't do it anymore. I, I was in work environments that felt toxic. I was in, wasn't feeling valued and understood. And That's it draining. Was, it's too much. It's so too I took a break. Much. I took a sabbatical for a year. And I'm so just impressive. returning. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. And you know what? Like, the sky didn't fall. Yeah. No. It probably oh, it's brighter. Yes. It's brighter. I'm better, lighter, um, more grateful. Just my relationships are better. Mm-hmm. I sleep better. I'm more clear about my mission, what I yeah. want to do, um, my boundaries, what I deserve. Um, so everything got a lot better when I just took a beat. And I love that. I, I want to talk more. Want to hear your story next? But don't let me forget because sometimes we lose our trains of thoughts yeah. up here. Toxic culture, I think that's an interesting topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I totally get the blended family. So yes. I have 
some kids similar age, but I have five boys. Okay. Wow. So 30 is my bonus boy. Okay. And then um, 26, one that just turned 22, I have to think about it literally last weekend. And then 15 and 14. Nice. Well, boys, but yeah. yeah. And then some stepkids over in England, but oh, they, wow. and they're all tight. Like, I, it's, I like the blended thing. I do too. I, I say this, we're all blended to perfection. Right. It works. So, Wanda, tell us a little of your story. So, I am a, a single mom of one. I have a wonderful 19 year old son. And I have a very interesting history getting to where I am today. So, I've, um, I've gone through different types of companies. So I went to school for culinary arts and found out that I really enjoy cooking, but I don't want to do that for a living because it takes you away from your family. And that's when things really um, came to life for me that I'm not going to pay two babysitters a day. I'm going to stop working and go into something more nine to five and realizing the differences when you're working the expectations for a working mother is very that's we don't talk about it right pretend you don't have a child right. and do I, you often did you ever feel like you would pretend because I think I did this with my children I would pretend that I wasn't a working mom hmm. it was weird like when I finally realized I was doing that I'm like why am I doing that oh yeah it was when they were younger I think I did that more now I'm quite the opposite like I really want them to know yeah and yeah, so it's yeah we we do not talk about it sometimes. Absolutely, there are those events for school that you want to get to that you can't get to, or um, just an interesting dynamic. And I think I'm in the best place I've ever been in my life right now. Good. And I'm I'm very happy, and I'm excited to show that empathy that may never have been shown to me in certain situations to other people, and say, hey, I see you. Yes. And yeah, so important. You deserve to be here just as much as I do, and and I'm I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of myself. That's great. I think that's so true to see people, you know, where they are. That's what everyone back to belonging. Yeah, and that's I think that that's it. the beauty of more women coming up in the leadership, starting businesses, is that we can lead with more empathy, therefore more support, therefore a better environment for everyone. So. I think that's what I love about where the culture has shifted and that women are more leadership because we can kind of change things. So mm-hmm. leading with more emotion and not feeling that that's bad, saying that you need to leave to do things for your kids because that's life and that's human. So I have um, a couple men on my leadership team. We lean, we're, I think we're 60, 40 or something like that. And through the COVID era, I have, my youngest has dyslexia mm-hmm. and I was losing my shit. It was so bad. His light was going out, you know, learning at home yeah. when you have dyslexia. Oh. And I am a horrible teacher. Yes. Nor do I have the time, mm-hmm. patience. I don't even know. It was so, so bad. But I had just gotten yelled at by his teacher on the phone. And then I had to step onto a Zoom call with my leadership team. And I just started crying. Yeah. They're like, I think you need to take a break. <laughs> like, I think I do too. Yeah. But Dale has said, so he's our chief commercial officer and he's the nicest guy. And he was like... You taught me that you can be a leader and have emotions. And I'm like, mm. I love that. And I think men struggle with warrior syndrome yeah. where they feel like they can't have emotions. They were brought up that way. And yeah, and my boyfriend, I cry probably at least once a week, sometimes about nothing. Yeah. But I, yeah, it feels good. Though, right? It does feel good. <laughs> it's a I release. think it is a release. And I think 
I feel kind of bad that men can't do that, you know? Yeah. I think it's... Well, they feel that they can't do that. They feel that they can't, yeah. but they truly can. They can. We, in fact, I love it. I think show. the interesting thing about that is not only do they feel that they can't, but they, in certain situations, teach you that you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So for me, I... I don't cry often. And when I do, it shocks my son. What's wrong? Yes. Yeah. Um, Mine are so used to it now. They don't even look at <laughs> Oh, she's just crying again. But it is a release, and it does have to happen. And I didn't realize how much I was stunting myself and teaching him something I didn't want him to learn. Yeah, right. Or other, other people on your team. It's okay, and it's... I just think it's very brave. Yeah. Both of you do is very brave. Oh, thank you. <laughs> just watch a sad movie. Music gets me too when I need to cry. Like there's sometimes you know you feel like I really gotta get this out. It's music, and when my kids send me certain songs, oh, they know yeah. how to get me. Yeah. So talk about our culture as somewhat of a newbie to Ed Long too, and 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 the concept of culture of belonging. I think that I just love that topic. We had to do this values thing with my kids and. You had, I think you started with like 50, it was like cards, like a deck of cards, but it had different values on them. Mm -hmm. You narrowed down to like 25, then five, and then you had to pick your one word. It's very hard, because you want to like pick all five at least. But mine that I ended up was belonging. Mm. I love belonging. I just think the whole concept. And I think I'm the youngest of seven, and my brothers and sisters, there was like, my mom had had six kids under the age of seven. Mm -hmm. How in the world, I have no idea. Five years later, I came along. So I was always the annoying little sister. Mm -hmm. So this belonging thing is important to me. Yeah. <laughs> I want people to feel that they're part of it, you know? So, sorry, I interrupted the question no, that I asked. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, it's interesting you say that because I'm the middle child, but I'm also the firstborn daughter. So I think I struggle with both of those where I'm, where do I fit in? Um, when I say that I feel like I fell into a unicorn of a company, I am not lying. Oh, I love that. Oh, it kind of got chills. Is just the job description you when have I read it. Unicorn in your story too. I, oh, lemonade. Yeah. Lemonade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I I read the job description, I was moved by all of the emotion that came through. Dale wrote that, and yes. again, that was the most beautiful job description I have ever read. I'm, I was like, wow, he put a lot into that. I read it and said, this is my job. This is where I want to be. And interviewing with so many people, it just kept yeah. getting better. And I thought, okay, sometime yeah. th you're going to realize this is all smoke and mirrors and this is not true. And it is true. Yeah. And everyone is their authentic self and it's okay to be upset about something. Everyone's professional. You can have a difference of opinion. But you see that everyone matters. Yes. And that's amazing to me. It's not, okay, don't speak in this meeting because you're in this position. It's we're all talking about everything that we need to do and everyone is focused on the same goal. And it's it's so refreshing. And my, my son keeps saying, I've never heard you talk about a job like this. Yeah, that is awesome. That's awesome. So I, I'm very blessed that, that uh, I'm here. You just started in February and, and I want to stay here. And you're so <laughs> important. We're kind of really turning our customer experience into like a concierge is the word that Dale would use all the time and I mm -hmm. love it. So Wanda's got a big a big job ahead of her That's and awesome. a transformation which is fun. Change. And it's a great team to be working with. Good. Mm -hmm. So that reminded me of a conversation we had about trust and building trust on teams or in relationships and one of our consultants was describing it as the more political and the more self-oriented people are, that's where trust gets killed. Mm. And I just thought that was just an that's, aha moment. That's super insightful. Because yeah. 
politics, I've never done well in any, either an association that I've been a part of or, or when Ed Long, we did have politics back in the day. And I think it's just, it kills culture. It yeah. absolutely kills culture. It, it's it, culture, productivity, creativity. Um, People go home and cry. Yeah, like you're like, like exhausted. I don't want anybody going home and crying. And like, that's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Life's too short. It is. So earlier in the conversation, you talked about toxic culture. And I think you just hit it. I think that there are organizations that give merit to behaviors that are not conducive for inclusivity, for belonging. Mm. They're the opposite. They're like people who are working to get their next promotion and, you know, jockeying for this and that but not maybe really good people leaders, not culture um, builders. And I've worked in environments like that, super competitive. Uh-huh. And can I, can I do that? Sure. But do I enjoy it? No. No. Right? And that's what led to my burnout, right? And Absolutely. I, it drains the life out of you. And I've, I had done it too much. And yeah. so I needed a break. And, and being in spaces that are typically male-dominated, typically um, lack of any other ethnicity. Those are the ones where I felt really othered. It's hard to navigate that and continue and perpetually be othered and questioned and not feeling a part of the group. And when we went to remote during COVID and George Floyd happened, I felt myself being more honest. And I wonder if it was because I was in the safety of my home. Ooh. And I wonder if that's driving a lot of the cultural change, too. Right? I'm at home. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm in my pajamas, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm at home. And, and more I, authentic. You yeah, know? and I'm more authentic. Yeah. And I think that that's helping other cultures become better because people are more themselves. I agree. I think there has been a, a definite shift in that. Mm-hmm unapologetically being yourself, I yeah. think is pretty cool. In your pajamas, maybe. And in your pajamas, <laughs> who cares? So what do you have, Wanda? What are you thinking about as far as like toxic cultures or whatever whatever piqued your interest the, in that? The big thing for me that really struck a chord is I remember at my one of my last roles, I had an employee who came to me nervous to tell me she was pregnant. Mm. And her big concern was, Am I am am I going to be concerned about my job or what do I need to do? Nothing. Well, what are we going to do about this? Whatever you need to do. Right. And for me, it was, are you okay? And I think we've gotten to a, a place in a lot of organizations where people are asking if it's okay to be sick. Is it okay if I take the day off? I'm not feeling well. You're sick. Mental health days are a real thing, too. Yeah. And, and I think it's them. okay to call out and say, my son said it's a great day. Why don't we go to the beach? You know what? Okay, let's go. I'm not doing it every day. But you have to take time to be yourself. And if you're in a toxic culture, that's when, oh, well, they were out. And this happened. And that happened. Whisper behind your back. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's not productive for anybody. And you have things going on in your life, too. We don't have to share them. Just like for, for my team. If you need to take a personal day, all you have to tell me, unless you choose to, is I need a day. Mm-hmm. You don't. I'm not going to qualify it by the list of things that you have to do or anything else. And, and I trust you will get what you need to get done done. Yes. Exactly. Because trust. they feel safe to say, I'm having a bad day, or I need to start later, or I have to take the time. And they do put in that effort. They right. value that, but they also value that role. They they 
enjoy working for the company. They freedom. Like what they're doing. Uh, the word freedom is in my head as yes. you're talking. It's like I and would feel claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And I've been in that kind of a job that is so by the clock and that mm-hmm. you're measured by the clock and I I've never done well. <laughs> Not <laughs> I that. tend to be late. <laughs> <laughs> but I think but when I you're empowered to live and do if you are trusted to do the work at your own pace mm-hmm. and empowered to live your life, you probably do better work. Yes. Absolutely. Right? You just do better work. I totally believe that. You yeah. bring your best self. And I think you find more that you have to tell people it's okay to clock out. What are you still doing online? Yes. Good yes. Because they are, I want to get I mean, this, this burnout done. is a thing. I mean, it's a yeah. real thing. I feel like I've definitely been like this close where it's just, it's just too much and it's nonstop, like you're saying. And I yeah. think. And the biggest example of how great Dale is, right? And the company. I took a personal day at the last second last week because my life was exploding. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. My life's on fire and I didn't have to ask anything. I put in the request. He approved it. No yeah. questions asked. And my team, I hope you enjoyed your day. That's it. Right. And it's wonderful because mm-hmm. I feel seen as a human being. Absolutely. Yes. And there is no judgment um, that you need to take a day off. And no. And this aging parent thing. So I've got yeah. my mom's 88 and struggling with dementia. Mm-hmm. And I really try to see her on, on Mondays as like my day out of get out there and it's um and I don't want it to be like a burden I want to really just be with her and and visit and be present and not have to but what I end up doing is by the time I get home on a Monday then I haven't looked at my phone all day because I'm really wanting to be with Mm -hmm. her but then I yeah I'm Mm -hmm. doing stuff till 10 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. so I haven't quite figured out this balance yet of but is it balance or more like integration uh, it's integration yeah Yeah, it's absolutely integration and I think it's boundaries you were talking Mm -hmm. boundaries Mm -hmm of what those are and what they should be. I definitely believe in you can feel people's energy. And I think women are, I think we've come a long way in supporting each other. Yes. Which is fantastic. And it's almost like if you're not, you're, you're kind of like out of the circle of trust. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and we need that. But but yeah, I think figuring out how to have strong boundaries. So talk more about that because I haven't figured this out yet. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think, think you're good at boundaries too. I think in terms of work, um, I have some, since my sabbatical, I've changed my life. I built new routines for myself. Yoga. Yoga was part of it. Yeah, yoga is part of it. But it's also the times when I start work. When do I take meetings? Um, And we have what we call Dim Tuesdays, where there's no meetings on Tuesdays. (gasps) Can we do that? Yeah. You want to do that? I second that. Okay, cool. Dim Tuesday, and it matters. I like even the name, yeah. Dim. Dim yes. Tuesday. Because I get that blue headache, or, you know, when I, I'm on yeah. all day. Yeah. Yes. And I'm still, you can be idle and still be productive. My mind is still working about the thing, but I'm maybe working out, or I'm watering my 50 plants that I got since COVID. Yeah. It's about 50. Um, <laughs> it's a clarity break. Yes, it is. Which is, I mean, absolutely research that we do need those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pen to paper, no technology. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I just I'm I'm just being and just doing my thing, and I just love having that freedom, and so I know I have that Tuesday, so that feels good. I like that. And then I just block out my calendars, like yoga days and you know coffee days, and um, we don't really email after five o'clock or on the weekends. You know, we're I mean? pretty good about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say we're really good about that. It, like you know, if somebody is, it's important. And, yeah. You know. So I think 
managing my calendar in a way that works for me and my lifestyle um, is like one boundary around work. And then another personal boundary around work is I don't work all the time. I like, Lena, stop, close it, and move on. Because I rest is part of the process, right? Especially... I'm in a marketing job. I have to be creative and I can't be on all the time. I, mm-hmm. you won't get good Lena. No, <laughs> you no. might get evil Lena. <laughs> I cannot be on all the time. It just does not work for me. And so that's like, a, and I need quiet to recharge. That's a part of my process. And if you're in my life, you understand why I didn't answer that text message or why right. I'm not available because I need Would, to Do you recharge. think you're an introvert or extrovert? Or I'm not done a, any of those. I, yeah, I've done that. I'm an extroverted introvert. Like, like so, on the line kind of? Um, I've become, I was way more extroverted, but the older I've come, my introverted natures are coming. So I would say I'm selectively social. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's, um, it's a boundary. Yeah. And it's situational. So Mm -hmm. like if I'm not safe, I'm quiet. If I'm safe, you get big Lena and all of this and all of that. But, um, when I feel like I need to like watch my surroundings or I'm not feeling comfortable, I tend to be a little bit more introverted. How about you? I'm definitely an introvert. I've become more extroverted, but I like how you said when you feel safe because that's what the more people that come into the room, the quieter I get because it's it's so ingrained in me. You have no idea, um, right. you know, what everybody's thinking or doing, and and you know you want to you want to learn. You're observing mm-hmm. first to see um, how things are going to go. But I'm yeah. definitely more introverted. So I do I do take that time where I say, okay, I'm done for the day. I'm not checking my emails. Yeah. Nobody has to worry that, oh, I'm sorry I sent you one. Don't, there's no alert. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not checking. Um, yeah. And, I, and I encourage other people to do that too because you just need that time. You know, you my dogs are the best. They come over when it's time. They're like, nope, we got to go. And as soon as you get on that walk, forget it. Everything's gone. I'm smelling the flowers. That's beautiful. Walking. Awesome. Yeah. Walking is important okay our last question is you can imagine what it's going to be but tell me about what legacy you want to leave behind mother's day obviously was a sunday hopefully everyone had a great mother's day my daughter my 27 year old she came in we had brunch and um we you know it is challenging raising all kids but in particular mother-daughter relationships are i I don't have any daughters i i i I imagine. They are complex, you know, and she's an adult. She's a woman. So we're, we're figuring out our way. But anyway, um, we, we were around the table and the toast was like, I'm going to tell mom, you know, um, what, why we love her. And she said, um, you have been the most tremendous role model. And I, the older I get, I can see how special our relationship is. Because obviously I've had her, have had her so young. Right. But she said, to see you navigate life as both as a woman, but also as a mom, has been so motivating. Oh. I can't wait to be like you. Oh. And yeah. And like, so with all the bumpiness we've had over the last few years, like, it, I was like, that was it. I mean, and, and that's it. And I hope that I can leave a legacy that women um, and other people just feel empowered to to just live the life that they feel good about, and I use emotions because I was um, talking I can't to. Can't believe you got through that without crying. I know. That I know. was good. That was impressive. <laughs> I use that as my my compass now. So people, I don't 
speak about where do you want to be in five years. I don't talk like that anymore. I think about the life that I want to live. How do I want to feel? And I absolutely want to be sitting in a seat where my kids can tell me that I've impacted them in such a positive way, that people that I've touched, that you had an interaction with me that inspired you. I hope that I leave that that. type of legacy. I'm sure you already have. (laughs) That's beautiful. For me, it's it's more around my son and, and family to, and this is something I'm trying to ingrain in him now, to understand, don't, don't try and put yourself into a box. Don't set limits for yourself and don't measure yourself with anybody else's ruler. Don't even measure yourself. If you keep going forward, there's a different path for everyone and you can do anything you want. It's limitless as long as you're willing to do the work that needs to be done and sometimes you do the work and say I don't like this and that's okay that's huge really yeah you want I mean I want my kids to know what they don't like Mm -hmm. as as quick as they can because that's really and you you, it's hard to figure that out yeah and that's the journey of life right yes it's figuring it out and then manifest use your good witch powers and then you can manifest oh yeah it's real (laughs) should we do some tarot cards yeah (laughs) Okay, well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. It was really a really nice conversation, and I really enjoyed getting to know you and you better. Thank you.